Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented cat at CAT living the dream. Cat, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? We'd be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. And if you're watching us on Stitcher, switch it over to Spotify and you'll find us there. We know they're closing the doors to end of the month. Bye, Stitch. August 29th, they're done. Anyway, we're going to do two international shout-outs. One, we're blowing up in Australia. One is Brisbane, Australia. It's hosting under. them in New Zealand or uh, hosting the Women's World Cup. Brisbane has famous for the Story Bridge, and also it's a koala sanctuary, Lone Pine. Largest koala sanctuary in the world. Our other town is Helsinki, Finland. Uh, Finland's a great place to go. Very walkable, great sea-facing landscape, diverse architectural, worldwide famous design in Nordic cuisine. Giving y'all a big round of applause. All right, alcohol is the fuel that is the, the fire here on the back porch and it is on fire out here it is hot as hell humid you know someone is thinking about the future when they buy two cases of beer not one (laughs) now today i'm trying the japanese beer sapporo I've been looking at these shiny metal cans in the grocery store for shiny years. Shiny objects always And I just, I never bought it. Finally, I bought it. And uh, actually, Sapporo has a brewery in Wisconsin. But um, they've been here for like 40 years now. I finally tried it. I'm going to say okay. All right. It, it doesn't really stand out. Sapporo, it kind of reminds me of Stella Trois a little bit. Kind of like it disappears as Hits the back of your mouth. Cat, what you got? Um, it is a big weekend here when we're recording this. It's uh, Oppenheimer slash Barbie weekend in the movie realm. All the studios are planning on this weekend, you know, getting them into the black. Um, I've got a lovely Barbie cocktail made with some pink gin, some strawberry syrup, and a little rosé. Wow. It's a little sparkly. The Barbie podcast. I'm out. (laughs) All right, let's man it up a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna take a swing today at sports announcers. These sports announcers, uh, some of these dudes, and I say dudes because it's predominantly a male industry. They need to go away. Okay, hit the bricks. I, I mean, you are seeing more female slowly allowed to call basketball games, baseball games. Haven't really seen them uh, in the NFL yet. They haven't stepped up there. The, the the females, you know, they usually get the sideline reporter gig, and that, that thing needs to go away anyway. Am I on reverb or something? What the fuck is going on? I, I was watching like five seconds of an NBA playoff game because that's about all I can stand. And so what got me sparked up about this was I was watching five seconds of an NBA playoff game. Lakers are playing the Denver Nuggets. So old man LeBron James throws a pass 
at the ankles of Anthony. I just did 10 bong hits Davis. Now, the dude who was guarding Anthony, I just did 10 bong hits Davis, he barely had three fingers on his back. Now, Anthony bong hit Davis, he's like 6'10", 6'11", 240, 250. And, and the refs called a pushing foul on Denver. I mean, it, it was freaking insane. He didn't push Davis. He was just running behind him. I mean, the foul call was so ridiculous. The Denver players were out there laughing. Now, here's Jeff Van Gundy, okay? Basketball commentator. He, he was a coach, had a winning record as a coach, and has a losing record as a commentator. So he goes, you have to make that call. It was a foul. So Jeff Van Gundy at that moment proved what a shill he is for the NBA. It was not a foul. The, the foul should have been called on old man LeBron for, for throwing an uncatchable pass. I mean, Van Gundy, the dude is horrible. He needs to go. And I'm going to throw this out here real quick before we get deep into this thing. I know, and some of you sports honks out there know, and some of you don't give a rip, but ESPN just let like, I don't know, 20 people go about, what, a week or two ago? Yeah. Which I guess you should say Disney let them go, right? Pink slip. Since they own ESPN or whatever. I wrote this thing up like a couple months ago. So I had no idea that Jeff Van Gundy, who I'm on here ripping right now, was going to get whacked. Fox but had, guess Fox, what? Fox had done the same thing like a year ago. Yeah. I did, I did not know that that was going to go down. But it did. Now, here's another one in the NBA realm that, that is so annoying, and that's Reggie Miller. Now, if you're an NBA fan, then you know where I'm going with this one. Okay, This dude is atrocious. I don't, I don't know if it's a sound of his voice or just the stupid things he says or it's both. When he started, he was on TNT with Chris. How many timeouts do we have? Weber. I mean, it, it was like dumb and dumber. The fans voiced their displeasure with these two, and that got quickly niched. So then they put Reggie with a uh, parody with Marv Albert to try to smarten him up a little bit. Reggie Miller, another big problem, he goes on the Dan Patrick radio show. I, does Danny still have a radio show? I don't do what do you got to stream him or something? I don't know. He was on the radio out here for like five minutes and got yanked. I mean, Dan Patrick, his head is like the size of a box truck. It contains a very large, unwarranted ego he carries around. So, so you were on ESPN, dude, okay, back in the day. Who gives a shit? So Dan Patrick has Reg on his radio show constantly during the NBA season. It's brutal, man, constantly talking about how great he was and how many threes he threw up. And Dude, number one, nothing. Just, just beat it. You know, we're going we're gonna to move on from the NBA to golf because there's two special assholes who are golf commentators Ruh -ruh. Th that need to beat it. First is Curtis Strange, who I believe is from our great state of Virginia. I think he's from the Commonwealth. Yeah, Waynesburg 
area. Look, take your old freaking bitter, broke ass and go crawl back in a hole. They dragged him out to commentate like the first round or two of the Masters this year. And he was just a cranky old jerk. Okay, so Curtis won two U.S. Opens. Okay, congratulations. Cranky pants. Good gosh, let's all bow down. I mean, he he ran his mouth about the Live Tour when nobody asked his freaking opinion anyway. I mean, it sounds like sour grapes to me. Dudes, you know, on the Live Tour are making more in one year than that dude made in his whole career. It said the Live Tour has no product. 54 holes. Shotgun start. It's only over three days. Give me a break. Well, check this out, Curtis. That's what's great about it, okay? (laughs) It moves. It rolls. It's not the PGA. It ain't your country club no more. You know, Curtis, you like sour grapes so much. Maybe you should have started a winery like Greg Norman, and then maybe you'd have a little bank. And next up is a special, special asshole, and that's Jim Nance. Hello, friends. Okay. God. He's here to ruin another Masters tournament with the fake bird sounds in the background. Jim Dance is like the undertaker of golf. It turns every tournament into like a funeral. He was ruining college basketball, but thank God he's off of that now. So he's only ruining golf. And of course, Jimbo has also taken a run at the Live Golf Tour. But this jerk-off said his little sneaky shit while he was supposed to be commentating the golf tournament. All right, first we have what he said about Brooks Kopka. All right, Brooks is on that little bridge right at the 15th hole of Augusta. And Nancy goes, there he is, right there on the CW, the crosswalk. Okay, now why did he say that? Because Brooks Koka is on the Live Tour, and it's on the CW Network, and nobody's watching it. We're watching it, We're watching but evidently it. nobody else is. We love the, the music. We love the shorts. We love everything. Then, on the PGA Championship telecast, Mr. Nance takes a run at Dustin Johnson. He goes, uh, not sure if you had a chance to see it. But Johnson was a winner last week in Tulsa. Again, that's Jimbo taking another swipe at the Live Tour being on the CW. How about this, Jimmy? Why don't you say it to their freaking face? That's what I It's easy to sit there on the mic while they're out there grinding and say your little smart-ass shit. Here's what I can't wait. Supposedly, the Live Tour, the PGA, and the European Tour are going to merge into this mega thing. I hope it does. And I hope Jim Nance has to be on the grounds when Brooks and Dustin and the other Live golfers are out there. And I hope he has to interview them and talk to them and get right up in their face. I think it's going to be a freaking joke. Again, not many people on the planet probably even care about golf. Me and the wifey watch it, what, like the last couple holes of majors on Sunday? Usually on Sunday, we're we're eating dinner, we'll watch some golf. You know, 
Also, before we let Mr. Nance go, did you get to see Brooks Coca win this year's PGA Coca. Championship? It's Coca. Okay. Did Thank you get you to see him win the championship? Huh? What about that, Curtis? Did you get to see it? Huh? Matter of fact, the live players were all over that leaderboard. So stick that up your pipe and smoke it. Jim Nance, your days are freaking numbered. You know, he's going to get run out of that chair, and I can't wait. Next, we move on to the football announcers, and this is very easy. Shooting and fishing First of all, you football fans know this guy and want him to go away, and that's Chris Collinsworth. God. Okay. Uh, uh, and not a very good player and an even worse announcer. He's, like, arrogant, know-it-all. There was a poll in Sports Illustrated where the players voted Chris Collinsworth the worst NFL commentator. I, I kind of feel sorry for Al Michaels, right, who's had to sit there all those years and, and listen to this guy for way too long. Collinsworth, he's been there for 30 years, okay? Sunday night football, Chris Collins. You would say on others' coattails. <laughs> you know. Some guy named Madden, right? I, I hate to mention this one, but it's Troy Aikman. Yikes. I was a Cowboy fan back in the day, but I burned all their shit a few years ago. Jerry Jones has destroyed that organization's organization I will no longer support. So Aikman, to me, when he started doing football, I thought he was good. I, I didn't even think he could do it. He, didn't, he never opened his mouth when he played. But I thought he was doing good. But, but now it's like dude's got diarrhea of the mouth. I mean, Joe Buck doesn't have to do anything. He just sits there and eats nachos and barely watches the game because Aikman is just da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I mean, it's a little bit annoying. It, it's... He's almost like a politician now. He, he's talking a lot, but he's not saying anything. I mean, he will tell you what the quarterback is doing. Of course, you know, he knows that position, so he's going to rattle on you know. and on about that. All right. You know, we can't let this podcast go ripping sports announcers without delving into NASCAR. Oh, let me take a sip to, for this one. I thought you were going to tennis. NASCAR. <laughs> We'll get to tennis in a minute. All right. NASCAR. This dude's name is Mike Joy. Okay. If you watch the dude's turning left, you know who he is. He's, he's been on Fox lately. The, I don't know. For years now. Dude's 73 years old. He needs to retire. Okay. He should have retired. Let's see. 73 minus 65. Eight years ago, he should have beat it. Expiration date. All right, the last version I saw of NASCAR on Fox, the announcing crew, check this lineup out. They had Tony Stewart. Oh, my God. Clint Boyer and Mike Joy. So Fox tried to put lipstick on a pig and had Tony Stewart in a freaking dress shirt with a tie all the way down to the floor. I know you might have mistaken him for Ted Cruz, but he wasn't. <laughs> dude, I, I mean, dude had a clean-shaven face. Nobody's seen that face in you. I, I didn't even recognize him. Now, Clint Boyer, who actually got che caught cheating right out here at Richmond, track about 30 minutes from here, 
Now, he, he's sitting there talking about something, Boyer. Um, like one of the young drivers was having a good day on the track. And Mike Joy, this old car, he just jumped in and acted like Clint had said nothing. I mean, he didn't acknowledge one word he said. You know, listening is a skill. Mike Joy is on this, writ, on this list for a reason. Not for having no banner back and forth with his co-announcers, but for this reason right here. Okay, we're on the Fox Network, right? What is Fox famous for? Commercials. Commercials, commercials, more commercials, commercials, and more commercials, right? So many commercials while you're watching it. You forget what you were watching. Exactly. My, I, you took the words right off of my notebook paper. Yikes. So, so believe it or not, NASCAR fan has finally had enough of all these commercials interrupting their freaking race. You well, know, the, the best is when they get the box in the box. To are, the you, right. are you looking over my shoulder? Okay, go get the box. The and of course, the box with the commercial is bigger than the box where the little cars are going around. And so, everybody jumps on the uh, Twitter sphere and they're ripping NASCAR new ads. Like, can you just show us the race and not the fucking Domino's tater tot commercial? <laughs> okay, Domino's can't make a pizza. I wouldn't feed my dog Domino's. And they got the balls to have commercials about tater tots. I mean, what a joke. So that race was the, at Daytona, I guess, wherever it was. First race. So they got run over by the fans bitching about all the commercials. So the next race is at Phoenix. So Mike Joy drops this bomb. It was, it was towards the end of the race. Now, for all you keyboard warriors, I'm going to do this in words of one syllable. The last green flag full screen break of this race comes right now. Now, how about that? Okay. Took a run at NASCAR fan who was actually right, right? Complaining about the freaking commercials. I don't know why he didn't get run. But, you know, NASCAR has only got a handful of fans left. And he disrespected them. So, Mike Joy, you just need to beat it. Now, one glaring omission on this podcast is the baseball announcer. But to, to be fair, the baseball announcer, he's already at a disadvantage from the start trying to commentate a game that's Oh, slow un- and boring, no action. I mean, I, I can't deal with it. And Kat brought it up a minute ago. We're going to wrap this thing up. You know, I know people don't watch tennis. They don't, people don't watch sports, period, much less tennis or golf. But whatever, we'll watch Wimbledon, uh, the big ones, the majors. French Open. U.S. Open. They're, they're cool. I get into it. So we still have John McEnroe. Okay. And we all know he's rude, crude, and sociably unacceptable, unacceptable anyway. But now he's like, like the bitching has got too much. You know, it's just, when, when, when. He doesn't, it doesn't I mean, sound like he wants to be there. Their energy level is crickets. We know he was always grandpa, or grumpy pants to start with, but 
this is beyond what anybody would expect at this point. And the other one, and I love her dearly, is Chris Evert. She's, if she's not over the hill, she's right at the top of it, getting ready to Girl. topple over. And she, her commentating on these matches, it's just, she's repeating herself, which I know all about that. You do that when you get older. <laughs> she's, I mean, I don't understand it. Actually, we have this at my workplace also. Like, Someone like sometimes when, when you get, when the blue hairs start popping out, beat it. Okay, why do we have to push these people off of the screen? I know you got nothing to do. Go sit on a park bench and feed the pigeons or something. Get off of my television screen. It's embarrassing. I don't understand it. But there you go. I got that out of my system. Sports announcers, it sucked. There's so many more that I left off. All right. Let's see. I'm going to let you know a little secret. I do still watch sports secretly, but I do it with the sound off. Try it. It's freaking great. I love it. I don't have the announcers yelling and screaming and hollering when something's going on. I can enjoy the event. I cut a little music on and watch the sporting event. I guarantee you enjoy it more. All right, we're going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. Wow. We just ripped baseball a new one. And today, the one tough son of a bitch is Johnny Bench. 75 years old from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Catcher for the Cincinnati Reds. Entire career, 16 years as a catcher. That's a tough position on the legs, too, for 16 years. He was, Johnny was great offense, defense, 10-time gold glove winner. Uh, he had the awesome sideburns, too. The lamb chop. Uh, the chops were awesome back That's in the so day. So cool. It was. You couldn't see him because he had that mask on. Now, back in the day, I'll admit, I was a Cincinnati Reds fan. Okay, As a little kid, little league, I, I, I had a Greg Foster bat. I did. It had his name on it. My dad got it for me. My dad was awesome. I could name every player on the team, Concepcion, Morgan, Griffey, Foster, Geronimo, Perez. Don't forget, I didn't bet on baseball. Er, yes, I did. Pete Rose. The big red machine. At the time, they were, the, they were it. Okay. The, the Pirates. I remember they had a run. You know, baseball was kind of fun back then. Now that I look at it, you had loyal fans. Players stayed on the same team. All the shit that doesn't happen anymore. Johnny Bench, 14-time All-Star. That's right, 14 times. Two World Series, two-time home run leader. The Cincinnati Reds retired Johnny Bench's number five, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1989, and that makes Johnny Bench one tough Son of a bitch. What are we watching there? This week in What You're Watching, we were watching The Righteous Gemstones. Um, it's created by Danny McBride, who is kind of from our area. He grew up in Spotsylvania County, Virginia, went to Cortland High School. Also graduated from the University of North Carolina School of Arts in Winston-Salem. Anyway, The Mighty Gemstones are about, uh, it's a black comedy about a family that, uh, 
is famous dysfunctional family of televangelists. It stars uh, John Goodman, Danny McBride, Edie Patterson, and Adam Devine. And so far, it's been pretty good. This is the third season. Um, it's good. It's good. Um, it's like a televangelist and megachurch. And I, I can kind of see where Danny was thinking because he's a little younger than us, but he also grew up in Virginia where we had Pat Robertson that was had his own megachurch and Falwell. Jerry and Jerry Faldwell there in Lynchburg. And then, and of course, if you go to North Carolina, you had the PTL club with uh, some real characters. It's got Danny's slant on it because he likes to use foul language. Oh, a lot of and, foul language. Know, they're supposed to be a religious family. and uh, But they're all... It's, it's wacko. It's, it's wacko, wacko, but it's, it's cool. It's fun. It's like succession, but with religion and foul language. A lot of foul language. Anyway, it's been pretty good. This season, we've had um, Christian Johnson playing uh, John Goodman's sister, and she's got a ex-husband, Steve Zane, who's her, just got out of jail and has formed a militia that's taking revenge on the gemstones. And okay, don't let everybody know what's going on. Anyway, just give, giving you an <laughs> idea. One of the best things is this guy... Um, Guy who plays Baby Billy Freeman, who he's just funny. He's just hilarious. He he came up with this whole game show, Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers. Anyway, it's it's a good show. It's I would recommend it. I mean, you don't have to, you know. Sturgill Simpson's Sturgill's put, awesome. Putting he in a cameo on there a couple times. It's on HBO. How many shows are they going to? How do? many seasons? We've had three seasons. Oh, this okay. Cool. This is the third season. All right, The Righteous Gemstones. Check it out. HBO, or you can watch it on Max. All right, we're going to roll right into Shot of the Week. I'm scared of this one. It's called, or you can call it the Tequila Slammer. Some people call it the Tequila Boom Boom. Well, that's the the Mexican version. Oh, or you can call it. Which has grenadine in it. The Tequila Popper. There is a little trick to this drink, okay? Take a highball glass. Highball glass? Well, a shot glass. I'm sorry. <laughs> a little little bitty glass. You're really asking for it. I, I'm just because you have to do this thing to it, and you need a little room. Okay. It's one shot of tequila and a shot of ginger ale or 7-Up, whichever you prefer. Here's the little trick. You, you take a napkin. You put it over your glass. And you slam it on the bar, a coffee table, wherever you're at. And the thing starts to fizzle. And when it does the fizzle, you slam it down. All right, Kat's got us some very low-grade tequila here. Hello. And some ginger ale. So it's here we go. It's up. It's not ginger let's ale. Let's do it. All right, let's take it. Cover it up. Slam it down. Now that's fizzing a little bit. <laughs> said we needed limes Yikes. that's why i hate tequila it sucks okay <laughs> here i didn't even drink all mine that's oh don't I be thought. handed it off right now that's the first shot of the week that i haven't slammed all the way because i can't i can't i know people out excuse there like tequila me. excuse me who that. did I know, slam baby, it all the way it, baby, i know people like tequila i can't the smell of it is all i can stand all right thank you cat you're welcome 
All right, this week we were bumpered in with a band I really dig. They're called the Sundays, formed in 1987 from Bristol, England. We have David, Harriet. We have listeners in Bristol, England. Cool. Shout out, Bristol. Tell David and Harriet and Patrick and Paul Brindley we said hello. Hey, y'all. What I like about the Sundays is just bass, drum, guitar, and vocals. That's it. Nothing else. They had three albums. I think it was like the 90s. All of them had great songs on them. Um, the first song I ever heard was probably on 121 Minutes on MTV. It was Here's Where the Story Ends. It's just two chords. It's awesome. The first album was Reading, Writing, and Arithmetic, which is only fitting because David, the guitar player, and Harriet Wheeler, uh, they met in college and ended up getting married, having kids. Awesome. The first album is a gem. It's got Skin and Bones, Hideous Town, I Kicked a Boy, Finest Hour. Second album, Blind. It's got Goodbye on it, song called Love. And don't forget the infamous Wild Horses cover. It's pretty great if you haven't heard it. Third album had Summertime and Cry. And then the song we were bumpered in with today, She. Love that song. I still listen to the Sundays to this day because they make great music. So check out the Sundays wherever you get your music. I want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. We will see you all down the road. See ya.